So welcome. My name's Joe, like it says down there. And well, funnily enough, uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm a leader. <laughs> and this is the how to be a good leader class. And well, this class was all, all designed and all made with the intention to pass on the knowledge and life skills that I've gathered from, well, years of experience uh, to pass on to you guys. And um, and so, well, I've created this uh, th this course and it's got every week a different topic on how to be a good leader and, and what it is and why we want to do it and all of these kind of types of leaders and, and how this, this skill can benefit you. And so, well, we're gonna get into all of that. So today I wanna to talk a little bit about one of these qualities that a leader has, and it's to value time. Now I'm gonna start with this lesson as one of more, my more important ones right at the top, because, well, to have time to do the things that are important, to be responsible, to have all the other qualities, it is one of the top qualities of being a leader. So I thought, let's start here and we'll kind of uh we'll progress and go through so many of the other qualities i promise but um well i hope you enjoy today's lesson and well let's begin i'm actually what they call an entrepreneur which uh it's just a fancy name for someone who owns more than one company um in fact well you know technically an entrepreneur is like i said someone who has more than one business but you can be an entrepreneur at any age um uh, just so you know, I'm, I'm, I well grew up in a, in, a, in a big house with with lots of family. What's lots of family? I mean, um, I was the oldest of five kids, uh, mum and dad. So there were seven of us in, in the house, and so there was a lot of love, just not a lot of money. You understand? And and it was this these this business that actually I I I I started when I was much younger. And I had this necessity, this need to want to make money. And I have a story of exactly the moment that happened and when it hit me. But that was the reason I became an entrepreneur like today. And, and that's why I run five different companies. And all of these companies that I have are actually hobbies of mine that I've then turned into businesses. And, and, and well, that's, that's how I live. But I'll explain more about that in a minute. But, well, um, let's go back to my story of when I was younger and, I was about 12 at the time, like I said, big family, lots of love, not a lot of money. And, um, well, you know, it was tough, you know, pocket money was hard to come by. My parents, my mum my was a teacher, my dad was a policeman, and they were, you know, they didn't have big salaries and lots of wages. They just had very, you know, normal salaries for, for that kind of job. And they don't make a lot of money. You don't make a millionaire fireman or a policeman or teacher have you there's a reason for that but we'll talk about that more later too so um so well this this there was this this moment where um my best friend asked me at the time he's like hey joe you want to come on this camping trip with my family in idaho backpacking and camping a week it's going to be amazing you're going to love it all you have to do is just bring your tent your sleeping kit and your, you know just just your kit really and we'll, we'll take care of the rest and i was kind of really embarrassed i was kind of a bit sad because i realized my family didn't have any of that stuff and we couldn't afford any of that stuff. And my birthday wasn't like until next year. So I can even ask for the birthday trick, right? It was, wasn't going to happen. So, um, well, funnily enough, uh, um, I had this moment where I was like, I really want to go, I really want to go on this trip. So I asked my mom, I was like, mom, you know, can I go and ask my neighbors, you know, yeah, maybe could I do some more jobs or uh, do some extra chores? I, I know you guys don't have any more money in the house, so maybe I could go and try and use my skills elsewhere. And, and my mum made me promise, she's like, as long as you keep your grades up, straight A's, and that's the kind of student I was, and she expected me to stay. And as long as I was truthful and honest and tried my best, then that was that was the deal. So I, well, very quickly, I went to my neighbors, right? Age 12, I went to my neighbors. They were these 75-year-old ladies who I'd known my whole life, like for a long time. They were like adopted grandmas. And I asked them, I was like, I'll explain the story, explain my problem with the money. And I was like, hey, can I mow the lawn? Can I wash the car? Can I walk the togs? I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll vacuum, I'll dust, I'll clean up, anything. And, um, well, they were really sweet to me. They were like, hey, we're, we're elderly. We need help with all sorts of things these days, walking the dogs being the least of our problems. Yeah, Joe, that's great. Come around an hour each day to each of my neighbors. And they both gave me $5 from each of my neighbors. And 
you know, before I knew it, I was, um, I was well, you know, making $10 a day, seven days a week. That's $70 a week. And then, well, it only took me about four or five, six weeks to make enough money to, well, get what I needed to make, well, to buy the tent and the sleeping bag and, and the kit. <laughs> and I went on this most amazing trip. I mean, absolutely amazing trip. It was like, well, I can hardly describe. It was just, just insane. And, um, and it was on the way back from this trip sitting in the truck it was like a three or four hour drive home and i'll just remember sitting there grinning like a, a cheshire cat from alice in Wonderland, just got a big big smile and just realized i had this huge epiphany this moment this realization and i realized i would never had gone on that trip if i had not have worked really hard for every dollar i needed to make the money to buy the kit I would have never gone. I would have. I wouldn't even know what I missed out on. I would have just missed out on the best trip of my life, and would have never known. I would have been so, so well, ignorant. I wouldn't have even known it was the best trip because I had never gone. And then, and then I had this moment. I was just like, "Wow, my hard work equaled money, and that money gave me a ticket to go to the most amazing trip." And I realized all of a sudden that money could buy me freedom to do things. And I'm going to explain a bit more about money um, and you know what it can and can't do later. But this this realization that money could buy me freedom to you know buy equipment to do things to tickets to go places, foods to eat while I was traveling to you know not be hungry, just the ability to do things, go places, buy a ticket somewhere, and move. You can't do that without money. It's just not possible. And then all of a sudden I realized, wow, I kind of like this freedom, this ability to do stuff that if I don't have the money, I can't do it. And my family can't afford it. So I was like, you know what, right there. And then I realized I fell in love with money and I didn't want to be poor at that point. I didn't want to have this, 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 this feeling of being stuck and not being able to go anywhere if I wanted to, you know these opportunities that would come and not being able to go and do them because I couldn't afford the ticket. That was just like not going to happen. So I decided that, well, but by the time I, the, the truck got home, I, I'd come up with, uh, you know, my first ever business. And, and funnily enough, um, well, um, um, the word soon spread and I called this, this business Joe's odd jobs. And I, I even made these little business cards that I cut up, I put printed on my personal printer at home and I cut them on the you know, scissors and I go around the neighborhood going, Hey, I'm not, not, not Joe's odd jobs. I'm the neighborhood odd job kid. Um, I've got customers around the neighborhood. Uh, I mow the lawns, I wash the car, I'll dust, I'll walk the dog. I'll do anything. Just, you know, no job too big or small. I'll, I'll put a price on anything. How, how can I help? And yeah, I kid you not, it was within a year or so, I was about 13 and I must have had about 20 customers. Um, I had so many customers, I couldn't keep up with the work. I was making $500 a week. I had to employ a friend of mine. He was making $300 a week. We were, we were $2,000 a month. Can you imagine as a 13 year old, the fun we had? My best friend, he was making $1,200 and we were we were buying skateboards and rollerblades and bicycles. I bought bikes for my sisters. I take my family out for pizza or Chinese or something once a week. We go on these crazy adventures. I bought tickets to come back to England to see my family. And I was had a great time and was able to even pay for some of my schooling, some of my education that I knew my family couldn't afford. And um, and in fact, further yet, from the age of 15 to the age of 18, I was making so much money, I realized I should probably start saving some of it. So I learned this saving system and, and about, well, from the age of 15 to the age of 18, I actually, I actually saved $10,000 that I then bought a house with on my 18th birthday. I actually invested this money into this house and rented it out. And then, well, by renting it out, I would then make more money every month from that, like a couple hundred dollars or $500 profit every single month from that. But you understand, um, this this teenager business that I created and 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 it just kind of took off and and worked for me. Well, it's not for everyone. You know what I mean. And and in fact, right now I'm just going to go. There's some pros and cons to to side hustles, to these jobs, to these side jobs, and you know that 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 you might want to think about. First of all, you know, 
there let's talk about the cons okay so there might be some costs that you might have to pay to get some of the tools or the equipment or the ingredients um the work may you know may not be constant it might you know be unpredictable you might have to you know it might be tough sometimes right with the money um it could be hard to be your own boss you, you know to motivate yourself to to handle you know your school work your hobbies your activities and your friendships and, and your business to maintain that balance that's not easy um you might find you don't even like working for yourself that you don't like having to be the boss that you don't like having to make those tough decisions and you might not enjoy that but here's the thing there's some pros too and this is this is the side that i just go you know what Sure, they're, you know, one of the bonuses, you can make some extra cash. Who doesn't like more money in their pocket, you know, being able to spend on things to go do things, right? But actually, you know, one of, you know, the, the, the most amazing things about creating a, a business as a young person is, is you learn business skills and other skills that you will then use for your life, not just for maybe your future career, but maybe you start a business or like me, one, two, or three, or maybe like Jeff Bezos, or you know, start hundreds of businesses and you just keep going because you found the formula that works. All right. That's, that's pretty cool. Having those skills that just no one can take from you because you understand that knowledge. You can't, you can't, you can't steal that. You can't, you know, you know, burn it. You can't drown it. As long as you're alive, that knowledge is with you. That's powerful stuff. Knowledge is power, right? Okay, so yeah, you're your own boss and you don't have to worry about answering to anyone. I love that about being this. I was never very good at uh, being told, duh, 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 duh. I love to learn how to do things and learn how to do it my way and then and, and learn the hard way oftentimes and then have to do it their way anyway. But, but you know what? I like being the boss. I like learning new systems and finding solutions to problems that other people can't find solutions to. That's kind of my biggest joy. Um, all right. Um, you also set your own hours. This is a really useful thing when you're working. Um, you know, you, you can choose the time that you want to work and how much energy you want to put in. And every dollar, every amount of of time that you put in, every minute, every second, all the energy you put in, that is for you, not to make someone else richer, not to improve someone else's fortune, but to improve yours. I found that really invigorating, really exciting. Um, and you work, uh, and you can work well, side hustles and other responsibilities, well, with other stuff like your part-time job or with, you know, your schoolwork or your, your, your summer holidays and, and, and other things. And, and so, uh, well, um, you know, that's, that's just some of the pros and cons of thinking about starting a business as a young person. But for me, it was just very simple. I didn't even think about these cons. It was just, for me, it was about, I had to create a business. I had to not be poor. I had to get my freedom. So, um, you know, interesting, you know, uh, just uh, top side hustles, selling items online, volunteer work, cleaning, uh, consulting, sales and marketing, cooking and baking, uh, clothing and accessory selling, that kind of stuff. But um, you know what, guys, we are going to get all into that later. Don't you worry. We've got, wow, what a list of stuff that I'm going to be showing you. I'm so excited. So, um, well, let's talk about uh, how these businesses, when I was younger, they kind of affected me now. I've mentioned, uh, remember I told you uh, I run five companies now and they're, they're all from hobbies that I have. Well, actually, uh, my first ever hobby was, funnily enough, um, well, I loved to do juggling and magic when I was younger. Uh, from the age of like six or seven, I was always into card magic and coin magic and and just juggling generally. Uh, and I got into this stuff. And but well, um, I got into it so much. Actually, by the time I got to university, I was doing my degree for four years rather than doing like part time work at a at a restaurant as a by a waiter, as a bartender, or as a, you know, kind of one of those jobs that you do at university to pay the bills. Um, I was really lucky. I, I had the ability to do magic shows at the hotel or restaurant, and I'd make $800 in, in like an hour on tips. It was insane. I'd just work one or two hours a week, and I could make more money than my friends who were making, well, working 20, 30 hours as a waiter or waitress 
making you know the same amount of time with the tips that they would get versus my one or two hours it was incredible and so it allowed me to actually pay my way through university i didn't have any student loans i was able to pay, you know pay and and in fact i got so popular with work so much work was coming in i couldn't i couldn't do it all myself so i was like you know what when i was younger when i was 12 uh, when i got too much work from mowing lawns i had 20 lawns i had hire a friend and he would do the work with me and i gave him 50 percent of the profit and i got 50 percent for running the business and it was a good deal i thought hey i could do that with the performers and this juggling magic show stuff just circus performance right get more work for them and me and i i do well so that's kind of what i did i actually created this it's called an entertainment agency. Uh, I, I, I call mine uh, Flaming Fun. And uh, Flaming Fun is a circus entertainment agency uh, that's based here in the UK. And we supply circus performers, like you see in the photos there, uh, uh, so acrobats, magicians, bubble performers, fire shows, and still walkers and all sorts. Um, put two shows around the world for TV and movies and stunts and corporate events, that kind of thing. So that was one hobby. Now you see, I turned into a business. It's been running twenty plus years, that and still going today. But um, yeah, it's a fun business that I really always. I've traveled the world doing shows uh, for the rich and famous, for royalty, for celebrities. It's it's been an amazing business to work in. That I really enjoy. Um, well then, um, then well then, my second company. This is uh, my bow arrow tag archery company. Uh, they call it Soft Archery. And um, and when I found um, this 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 equipment, it's archery. It's, it's like real bows, real arrows, but the arrows have like Nerf foam at the end, so you can shoot them at each other and they're safe as long as you wear a paintball mask, so you don't get hit in the eye, you don't give yourself a black eye. But they're considered ultra safe, so we can run around the field playing it. It's really popular for schools and PE lessons, events and festivals, and it just kind of was really. I love archery, and it was just another great hobby that turned into a business. And another one, actually, funnily enough, I, I kid you not, I, 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 I created a bubble show and, you know, this bubble show or actually the bubble recipe uh, was good enough that I created this, this bubble show, uh, uh, it's called Bubble Joe Show. And it was actually, I created it around the time my daughter was born 12 years ago. Uh, I realized everything I did, like archery and juggling and magic was a bit dangerous for the kids. So for the babies, at least. And, uh, and I wanted to do something fun with my daughter. So I just geeked out playing with bubble juice for a while and found this juice that was kind of crazy awesome and took off and it went from there. But, um, well, guys, there's a reason I'm telling you all of this, this, this lesson or this, this reason isn't to show off and go, hey, look at me and all my businesses. And by the way, if you were keeping count, those are three and the other two of the five are teaching companies. I have a, uh, I love to teach. Uh, I teach online to grown-ups and for young people as like yourselves. And, um, and it's just something I really, really, really enjoy because uh, it makes me happy. And, um, and in fact, this is, um, well, this is, I'm only going to go to one of my first and most important lessons of today is, well, talking about happiness. Because remember I told you money can buy freedom, right? Tickets to places and do things. But I can guarantee you money does not buy happiness. <laughs> and we'll talk about that a bit more later. In fact, there's a few things money can't buy. Happiness, time, and love, for example. But, um, but well, you know, first of all, what are your hobbies? How could you turn them into a business? I'm curious, you know, what, what, what kind of hobbies do you have? Because remember, if you love what you do, you never have to work a day in your life, right? If you love, I mean, my biggest problem every day is I get home from work, I'm smiling so much, my face hurts. And it's a really good problem to have. I mean, yeah, my joy. But you know what? I can live with that. You know, I get paid to make people happy. All of my businesses are designed to make people happy, which is a pretty cool thing, right? But, um, well, have you got any good, you know, good ways that you could think of, you know, being a business idea, you know? I mean, seriously, would you rather work hard for someone, you know, or um, would you rather do something that you love that makes you money? I know it's a silly question, but you know how many adults in the world are working really hard for someone doing a job they probably don't even like very much, probably working for people they don't enjoy very much all the time? And then there's me, who gets to go to work every day, loving what I do, working with the people I love to work with, and then coming home, loving how awesome my day was and wanting to do it again tomorrow and just needing more time in the day to do it. 
maybe some energy sometimes, but definitely time is my 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 nemesis. It's, it's we'll get more to time later, but but you understand you only get one life. You this is it, and life is time, right? It, it is equals to time, and that time is running away from us all the time, and and you can't come back and do this again. This is it. You get one go, and so really, at the end of the day. Don't you want to have this one go, this one opportunity, this one life, this one set of time that you are given to do it the best you can and enjoy it the most you can and make as many people happy along the way? And if you do it right, actually get paid very well to do it. Doesn't that sound like a better option? Yeah, I thought so too, which is exactly why I did it that way. But this is it. If you love what you do, you literally never have to work a day in your life. Now, that being said, and I think I've covered my point, I mentioned how life is time. And, and this is important to understand because, well, in business, time is money. But time is so much more valuable than money. In fact, check this out. I just want to talk about time for a second. I, it's, well, time. When it's, it's such an interesting concept because really we have no way of measuring it, right? There's no organ in our body that can measure time or, you know, senses time without a clock measuring it. It would be very difficult. In fact, if you sat in a cave for a month, it would be really hard to know what time or day or anything, right? We have no way of measuring this. But time, well, time is free, obviously. It's but it's priceless. And as it says here, you can't, can't own it, but you can use it, right? You can't keep it, but you can spend it. You know, once you've lost it, well, you can never get it back. And in fact, this saying is so true um, to the point where, well, time. In fact, guys, we're all born with this gift, right? We're, we're born, with, we, we, we call it time. It's this beautiful gift. No one knows how much time you're given. No one knows how much of this gift you get. But as a human being, you understand, we all have this set amount of gift. In fact, the average American lives, well, the average American male lives to about 70 years and four months, is the data I found. And the average female in America lives to about uh, 73 and six months. So, 70, so females live longer. But that's the average right now. Obviously, with science improving, people are living longer by the day. But we're still the mid 70s is kind of the average life expectancy. So at the end of that life and every human, we will run out of that gift, that time. Well, when you do run out, you understand that's that's it. You, you can't get more. You can't buy more. You can't steal more. You can't beg for more. You can't barter for more. That is it. In fact, if you're a billionaire, you understand you could buy everything else in life, more of it, everything, right? But not time. And and in fact, you, you, it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. It doesn't matter if you're a king or queen. It doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk. It doesn't matter if you're poor, rich, or anywhere in between. That's it. And so would it be fair to say time truly is the most valuable thing you own, right? I mean, it's always slipping away from you. It's every second you live, every minute it goes. This isn't a dress rehearsal. This isn't a, a game over, let's do it again. This isn't, oh, let's see and hope we can come back and try again. And no, no, no. This is it. This minute that you just lived. In fact, guys, in a minute, there are 60 seconds, right? And, well, there's, you know, 1,440 minutes in a day. So that's 86,400 seconds in a day, 86,400. Now, every day we're given 86,400 seconds. That's it. Every single human being until the day we die, right? Now, if you were given $86,400 every day and said, hey, tomorrow the, the, that, that, the, the, the balance, whatever you have left is gone and you, you, you're, that's it. You, you have to, well, you only get the 86,400, but tomorrow we'll put a, we, we might put another 800, $86,400 in tomorrow. But this bank, this, this, this account, it just resets every day. What are you going to do? 
you're going to spend every dollar, right? You're not going to leave any in the bank just for it to be reset tomorrow. No, you're going to use every every single dollar. And if someone came along and stole some dollars, right? If someone came along and stole $50,000 out of your account, how would you feel about that? You'd be angry, right? You'd be annoyed. You'd want justice. You'd go to the police. You'd seek, you know, you'd seek that back. But here's the thing. Like the money, well, the time is 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 doing the same thing. You understand? At the every every single day, it gets reset, and every single day, that time is so much more valuable than money because we don't know when that bank account will be shut down. We have to use every dollar, every second, to the most it can be. And if someone came along and stole your time, you should be more outraged than if someone stole your money. And that's why so many people do get outraged or angry or annoyed when people are late for things or when people forget how you know you're you're, you're somewhere doing something for them at that time that you're putting in and it didn't mean anything or. Um, and you know, time, it's, it's, well, at the end of the day, think about if you lost a year, you know, what does a year mean? Well, a year, well, a year could be, could be easily realized by asking someone who fails a grade, right? If, you know, you fail sixth grade, you've got to go back again and do it again. That's a whole year of your life doing it over, right? Or to realize the value of a month, think about, asking a mom who's having a baby in eight in and 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 in a month the baby will come can you imagine that's a month is pretty valuable or can you imagine the value of a week now to realize the value of a week ask ask the ask the editor of a weekly newspaper right deadlines this week to realize the value of a day just ask someone who was born on a leap year, right? You know what I mean? Or to realize the value of the minute. Just ask a stock trader, one of those Wall Street guys that lost everything in that one minute. Yeah, they'll know. To realize the value of just one second, well, you just need to ask someone who was in a near miss of some crazy massive car accident. That one second count. I've been there. To value, to value the, 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 the value of one millisecond, you just got to ask the person who got second and silver place in the Olympics. Any of one millisecond, tiny, right? But time waits for no one. This is what I'm trying to say. It's such a valuable thing, even the smallest amount all the way up to the biggest amounts of it. It's, it's a gift. It's, it's one of the most, most invalid, well, it's the most valuable thing we own. And it took me a while to learn that. Um, for a while, I thought, well, success was measured maybe in in wealth and you know finance and money and fame and you know these kind of measurements that society and we think of. But actually, we replace face to face encounters with texting and video games and social media like Facebook and Twitter. Right? We we've been replacing that face to face interaction so much in our day of technology, so much more than we used to be when before mobile phones and video games, we would meet up and yeah, hang out, play a lot more and do a lot more together for actually in face in person, right? And um, well, I've also learned that, you know, when that time runs out, that gift, when those, those seconds and minutes and weeks and years and oh, when we get to the end and that time does run out and it, like I said, it happens for everyone, the only thing that you'll think of at that point, the only thing that will matter won't be the video games. It won't be the, the money that you made. It won't be the mansions you lived in, the helicopters and airplanes you flew around on and the, the swimming pools and the holidays and all those things will not matter. I promise you at the end, the only thing that will matter is what you did with your most valuable time and who you spent it with time with the people you cared about your memories will all be about that your happiest memories they won't be about any of the other stuff all the other stuff is just stuff it's an illusion it's there to make you think you're happy because you got something 
but actually that something could be lost, stolen, broken, damaged, and next month it won't matter because it'll be replaced with something else or, you know, bought something else. None of that matters. The time that you spend with the people you love, that will be what matters. You know, and that's why, you know, yesterday, that's that's the past, right? And tomorrow, that's the future. But today, today's the gift. Today, that's why they call it the present. So what are you going to do with your 86,400 seconds today? You're going to make every single one count? You're going to treat it like every single one of those was a dollar? And that you have to spend it wisely? Because, well... Lots of people will want to steal your time because your time is money. It's valuable. And some people will want to steal your time for their benefit. Some want, people want to steal your time for them to make money out of you. Some people want to steal your time to, to get something. So be careful who you give your time to. The most valuable thing you own should really be reserved for the people you care about. That's really what its value is worth, right? What are you going to do with your seconds today? So now we've covered that time is so mega important that you get literally 86,400 seconds in a day. It's 101,140 minutes. That's it. And so the biggest, the biggest, like I said, the biggest problem I have is not having enough time. And so many people go, oh, I'm just too busy to start a business. Oh, I'm just too busy to go do that work. I'm just, you know, I don't have enough time. And, and it's, it is the biggest, I don't want to call it excuse because I guess it is. It's kind of an excuse. But often it is a very good reason we give ourselves to fool ourselves into believing we just don't have enough time to do it. Um, but we all have the same amount of time, right? It's it's i don't care if you're the president the king or queen i don't care if you're you or me i don't care if you're a grown-up or not we have the same amount of time we're given right in a day and and funnily enough remember i said you know the average the average uh you know male lives to about 70 female to about 75 we may not all be given exactly the same amount of time in a life, but that's a gift. How we use that and cherish it will determine how long that gift will last. So I've got some tips here because these tips aren't just really great life skill time management tips for business, but for studying, for your social life, for your lots of different things, for your time to prioritize your time, don't manage it. Yeah, it's it's too valuable, right? So um, so let's look. Um, number one, I've got some you know top tips. Prioritize your time. Don't manage it. Right, as we said, plan your day the day before. Come up with a good plan. Use your commute. Use your travel time wisely. Make use of the Pomodoro technique. We're going to talk about that later. It's called uh, it's a tomato. Tomato uh, timer challenge uh, technique. Um, setting up emails, talking about website blockers, uh, block out times to get your work done. Remember, if you get an agenda, you you know, then you do the meeting, and and we'll talk about that more later. That's businessy stuff. Using headphones, uh, really great hack for for, for time management. Uh, taking a brisk walk, eating healthy, learn to say no. It's an important one. Um, keep. Uh, your workspace clean. This is such an important one as well. Uh, adopt uh, a, a one-trip policy, uh, so you're only going to do it once, uh, and use uh, those apps that are there to help you save time if you are using apps for things. And stay off your cell phone because, right, that that phone, yeah, it's 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 killing your time. All right, so let's just get in a little bit into this. We we talked about prioritizing your time. What's more important with your time? Obviously, your education is most important, your family most important, your friends most important. But then you're going to start thinking about hobbies and business. Now, is your responsibility to your customer? You've promised to mow the lawn or walk their dog. Is that more important than you going to play video games with your friends? Uh, going to a friend's birthday party, maybe. Uh, 
I don't know. You're going to have to make some pretty tough decisions, but prioritizing your time will be one of them. So, um, you know, coming up with a plan now, I've, I've, I've given you guys a little uh, little template here, this, this daily planner, and it is just a great way of prioritizing your tasks and the, the goals, the things that you want to do. So really, every day, just simply each day before you leave to work or school or do your job or, you know, uh, Alex, uh, take out a pad of paper with a sticky note or a calendar like I've given you and write down the five priorities that you need to get done that day, the five goals, the five things that you really want to get done. And when you get to work or school the next uh, the next day, start with number one and move on to number two until well, don't move on to number two until number one is complete. You don't multitask very well. Humans aren't very good at it. We're really good at doing concentrated tasks if we let ourselves be concentrated in them. But if we start trying to do like five things at once, yeah, you're going to burn things, right? It, it, it doesn't work. Also, um, this, this approach will help you get really fast wins. So you get something done, win, done, move on. Next thing, done, check, wait. And it's lovely crossing something off a list. And, well, be sure to avoid email and phone first thing in the morning. But we'll get to that on number five. But plan your day the day before. Use the planner that I've given you, uh, this template. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really important time management tip, that planning. Um, okay. Now, time management tip number three, use your commute time wisely. Now, commuting is just traveling. When you're traveling to school, when you're traveling to work, when you're traveling uh, to your grandparents or some family on the weekends, when you're sitting in the car, uh, when you're on the train, when you're on a bus, right, you might be on there 30 minutes, uh, you know, going to school every day on the bus and 30 minutes back. Yeah, that's, that's 30 minutes you could have been doing your homework so when you get home from work so got, get home from school you've done all your homework and you're ready to respond to emails or go do uh go do business stuff and make money and that's what i did when i was your age i would do half my homework at lunchtime during my lunch break and then half my homework on the bus ride back from school so when i got home i could honestly tell my mom my homework was done it's awesome and uh, can i go work now because i have customers who are waiting for me to make you know, pay me to do jobs, right? And that was really, really a, a very good motivation for me to make sure I got my time management done well. But I used that commute time really, every second of it was important for me because I got so much done when I put my head down. But you're going to have your friends wanting to, you know, hang out at lunchtime or, you know, play with you on the bus or at the bus stop. And you're going to have to make a choice. Is your business and time more important, your time management, or is it hanging out and doing something with your mates, right? So, okay, let me give you a little time technique. This is called the Pomodoro technique. Now, Pomodoro is Italian for uh, tomato. The Pomodoro uh, technique is one of my favorite techniques to fight procrastination and maintain focus and productivity throughout the day. Stay tuned for tips on how to incorporate this into your study routine. What's going on guys? This is Jay from MedSchoolInsiders.com. First, I want to talk to you a little bit about the history of the Pomodoro Technique. So it was invented back in the early 1990s by Francesco Cirillo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. He named it the Pomodoro Technique after the tomato-shaped timer that he used to actually track his work as a university student. Since then, this technique has gained much popularity in various productivity and self-improvement circles. So the theory behind it is that any large task or any series of tasks can be broken down into short timed intervals called pomodoros. Each is separated by a short break. This takes advantage of the fact that our brains have limited attention spans. So as to how to use it, the only item you really need is a timer. You can go old fashioned or use your phone or computer with an app. My favorite app is called 3030 on the iPhone. It's my favorite because of its clean interface and customizability, thus making it easy to do the traditional Pomodoro or customize it to your liking. More on that in a little bit. So first, choose a task or series of tasks that you need to accomplish. Next, set the timer to 25 minutes. Continue to work on the task until the timer goes off. Avoid constantly checking the timer. 
Once the timer goes off, take a short break for five minutes. Get up during this time. Do not take the break at the same spot that you were working. I personally like getting up, holding a third world squat, stretching, moving around. Now is also the time to use the bathroom and grab a refill for your water. After four Pomodoro cycles, take a longer break of 20 minutes. Rinse and repeat. Distractions. During your Pomodoro cycles, do your best to limit distractions. The whole point is 25 minutes of intense focus. Don't be checking Facebook or Reddit or the Med School Insider's website on and off. Focus on the task at hand. So I personally put my phone on either airplane mode or do not disturb mode, but be careful because do not disturb mode can actually affect the notifications on your timer app if you are using your smartphone app. If someone else comes knocking for help, use the inform negotiate callback strategy, which was suggested by Francesco Cirillo himself. So inform the distracting party that you're in the middle of something, negotiate a time when you can get back to them, and call back when your Pomodoro is complete and you're ready to address their need. When to use it. I only found out about the technique in medical school, and if you've checked my first video ever, link above right here, then you'll know that it is one of the key strategies that I wish I started using as an undergrad in college. So I often use this when I can't get myself motivated to study for a subject that is either particularly dull or boring. So anyways, I get my Pomodoro app started, and I tell myself I just need to do one cycle of 25 minutes. By making this commitment small to just do a small amount of work, it's easier to get started. And once I finish that cycle, it always feels less daunting as I've built momentum. At this time, it's usually not a problem to keep moving forward with my work. I've also found it useful for reading textbook chapters, going through my Anki deck, and getting started on background reading for research projects. Remember though that Pomodoro is ultimately a productivity system to serve you, therefore don't feel obligated to always take a break if you're in the groove. For longer days where you'll be studying for most of the day, such as the day before a final exam, I recommend you do take breaks as this sustains your stamina and prevents burnout. Sometimes though it's best to just keep chugging along once you've built momentum. I often stop the Pomodoro app and continue my work without breaks when I'm either reviewing lectures or doing research, data analysis, and writing. So with reviewing lectures, I generally review one lecture, take a brief break after finishing the lecture, and then move on to the next. These breaks feel more natural to me than taking time breaks, but as always, figure out what works best for you. So going on to research. While Pomodoro has been conducive to background research reading for myself, I find that the writing and the analysis part of research requires prolonged periods of concentration, and therefore I prefer to not take the break after 25 minutes. At this time, I either modify my Pomodoro or I just go for long stretches without taking a break. So then going on to modifications, again, because Pomodoro is a template to help you increase your productivity, you may want to actually alter the timing scheme. So for some tasks, it may be best to alter the timing intervals from a 25-5 minute allocation, which is the default, to something like a 50-10. I've used the 50-10 minute intervals with good results. Figure out what works best for you. You can change it up however you please. Again, the 30-30 app allows for flexibility in this regard and has a great interface. Okay, so that's the Pomodoro technique and um, pretty cool. I Now, the video uses it a lot and talks about it for more like a study technique, but actually business uh, entrepreneurs use this to get large amounts of work done really really well um as, as a you know as an online teacher and running five companies i have to organize my time like crazy so i have my list of uh priorities and tasks that i have to get done today and then i start doing my 25 minutes on five minutes three minutes off and i do adjust my 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 times just slightly but i try and stick to the half hour on five minute break half hour on five minute break and then after after four cycles um, on, on, uh, I, I go through, uh, the, so after two hours, I have a good half an hour break. Um, but it really, really works. Increase your productivity, just not for, not for just a study, but for your business, uh, for any amount of tasks or work you need to get done. Really, really useful. Let me know what you think of it. Try it out. See, you know, use it on your study, use it on your work and your business. When we do some of our projects, um, use this technique while you're doing your project so you don't burn out right check any questions you know who to ask
Number five, setting email limits. Now, it's really easy, and this is one of the biggest things from business, is wanting to check your emails all the time. We've got them. We can check on the phone. We can check on the computer and the laptop, and our emails get everywhere. And it's just all of a sudden, it's the number one reason why you're wasting time just chasing emails. So starting, well, uh, something that, that, you know, every five minutes you do something and then you, you get distracted, you know, because something's happening, you're trying to get some work done, another email comes in and, you know, you're not a 24-hour, 48-hour business. Uh, I, you know, you're not open to 24 hours, are you? It's, there's no way. And so what I would recommend is, like, most companies having, you know, a, a – work time or opening times and closing times uh, so that when you receive emails during those times, you have an auto response set up that uh, allows you to um, tell the, the person that you've received the email and that you'll get back to them in the next time slot that you're checking your emails and stick to it, right? Um, now, also talking about the internet and emails and, well, websites, uh, it's it's been proven that the average employee and that you know growing up employee working uh, is like wasting one to three hours a day surfing the internet for both personal stuff and work related stuff. And I'm sure I, I know from my 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 screen uh, 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 my screen uh, time can be addictive and my video game addictive classes. I happen to know a lot of students are spending between two hours gaming up to six eight hours plus a day. Um, and I have other students doing that on YouTube and Netflix and all sorts of other screens as well. So it's, um, you know, they all use very similar techniques to get their viewers hooked, so to speak. But at the end of the day, um, you can get these things called website blockers to help you balance things out again. To so it stops you from, from uh, uh, looking and going and, and searching on websites and going crazy. So um, uh, at the end of the day, Waste No Time is a really good little app. Go check them out. But it, this is the idea is designed to keep you focused, trying to keep you, you know, doing what you're meant to be doing. And this won't allow you to go and play with random websites and go down the YouTube tunnels that, that we go on, right? Um, okay, so yeah, website blocker, check. Um, number seven, um, block out your days, your schedules. Get that calendar out. We most of us all have electronic ca calendars, and you can plug in, you know, color code it, figure out, you know, wh what you're doing, how long it's going to take, and when. And this will just, I mean, you know, even when you're going to answer your emails, um, you know, when are you going to have your breaks? Your Pomodoro technique, you know, the 25 off on five minutes off. But the more you do that organization and that preparation, the more you succeed. Like everything in life, right? It's the way it is. And I'm just going to say this is one last one. Just, you know, there's more like, you know, uh, using headphones to, to help you stay concentrated, eating healthy. You know, those that's on there as well. But really, guys, get off the phones. You know, it's it's not helping unless it's you know, part of the business and you're calling and you're doing business stuff. It's going to be an interruption. It's a time waster. It's all on your cell phone, your emails, your, your Instagram, your Pinterest, your social medias, all the, all the, all the fun stuff. You know, go put it in a room away from where you're studying and use your study space as that tranquil, calm, clean area that makes your brain think clearly and allows you to work fast and efficiently or study and learn better, right? But yeah, get off the phones, get off, get off, get off the browsing, the internet, stick to the task at hand. And then use those things like a phone or the internet as your your five minute, your three to five minutes uh, rewards, right? That that little time you have in between, that's when that's a good time, right? So in summary, just to go over, you know, the, these these techniques we did a few. We you know, mentioned how you know don't let don't manage time, prioritize your time, plan your day the day before. You know, use that commuting time and that travel time wisely. The Pandora technique we, we talked about setting email limits of when and you know you know when you're going to look at them and your website blocker so you don't go looking at websites all the time that you're not meant to be and you know block out those times to get the work done and then these other ones where if you're going to have a meeting have an agenda if you don't have an agenda don't do the meeting it's not very organized it's you know, using headphones and going for a walk and you know eating healthy these are all great ways of just you know increasing your time and learning to say, no, I don't have time for you that right now. I have too many things on my plate already. 
or yes, you know, this is important, but now I'm going to have to say no to that. But learning to say no, it's, it's an important skill to have as a boss, as a leader, and as a entrepreneur. And keeping a workspace clean. Like, you know, my office back here, look how nice that looks, right? It's a lovely, clean environment. If you're surrounded by dirty clothes and mess and, you know, dirt and just unclean, it's just, yeah. How is your brain meant to concentrate? It's just chaos around you. It's going to be chaos in here, right? So, yeah, keep your workspace clean. And, and you know, this, this idea of adopting a one-trip journey, do things right once. Adopt the idea that you're going to do it right first time around. You're going to get it. You don't have to do things half-hearted and then have to come back two or three times, right? And then there are those apps and staying off the phones that, well, we, we mentioned already. I hope that helps you prioritize your time and helps you manage your time more efficiently and gives you the time that you will be needing to work on the projects that we're going to be working on, like starting this amazing business that, well, with some hard work and some time management and some other skills I'm going to teach you, should make something, well, something that you should be very proud of and, well, could make you a lot of money and, well, at the very least, should give you enough skills to give you an opportunity later on in life as an adult to not have to work for someone else and to do your own thing, be your own boss, right? What's your plan? So I want you to take the daily planner that I gave you and I want you to use it this week and start getting into a habit of planning your days out and managing your time better so that when you are working on the projects that I give you and very ultimately working on your own business, you've gone into these good habits already. So I want you to get into this habit right now, this week, using a planner to plan your days and manage your time better. Lock the time out and maybe use the home dono uh, technique, right? The 25 on, five minute break, 25 minute work, five minute break, keep going four times and then have a half hour. But let me know, does, did, you know, did, I, I want to see two filled in versions of this from two different days I'd like them to see. And I want to know how did it, did, did it work for you? Did it help? Did, how did it feel? But, you know, let me know. So homework number two. This one, well, this is a little bit more uh, intense, a little bit more advanced, but um, first of all, make a spreadsheet seven days of the week, forming the columns across the top, and then add your uh, 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 10 columns down below. Column A with the different rows, uh, you know, include your sleep and um, all those 10 different time spending categories. I want you to fill in each day, total 24 hours, and of course, in total, and uh, and then make a pie chart and show me how much time you're using as a whole. Share that file with me, and um, well, it's going to be interesting to see what you come up with. Um, but all mass, all time, all real life, told you you're going to need it. Thank you so very much for your time. I think you know how much it means to me, right? And I look forward to seeing you in the next lesson, and where we'll carry on, and oh, we're going to have some fun. Take care, guys. Bye.